Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's row on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, the broken day, the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do bit. All my friends that come around, flat to fight a party, up rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, is tied to tighter, my brain splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Are you with us tonight from New York? <laughs> I mean, 855-212-4227 is our toll-free line. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. How bad do they butcher the uh, music with the uh, editing for terrestrial radio? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> it is just, it's chop suey. I mean, they're just absolutely defacing their music. I mean, I, I don't even know what that is. What was that song? I mean, I, I, by the time they're done with it, it's like Machete City, right? I mean, listen, it's it's getting sliced and diced as I'm speaking. I mean, just none of it can air on the radio. Just awful. The sinners, horrible people. Just awful type of behavior from these hoodlums. I love Dre and Snoop. Come on, what's the problem? They screwed that up, didn't they? All right, uh, we got a great show for you tonight. Carver High Mavi are in here. I see your boy Biz Nasty doing some national television commercial here. I'm, I've never seen him do that before. I don't know what's going on there with Ray Whitney. Like, have you ever seen that ad before, Carver High? The Pink Whitney? Some kind of uh, vodka drink he's selling. Yep. You've seen it? Yes. Is it funny? Um, not that I've never actually sat and listened to it. It's usually on You just see it. See it on, that's all. There you go. That guy's more popular now than when he played. Fact. Right? Uh, he was never a great player. He was just He's just a great guy. He's one of the funniest guys I ever met. He's nuts. Great dude, and he's made a made a career out of his personality after after the game. Yeah, he's definitely. Doesn't he do uh, a big podcast or something? Is yes. that the Spitting Chicklets? Yes, big podcast. We play basketball against a guy that we call Chicklets. Why do you think we call him Chicklets? Because he throws elbows and he'll knock your teeth out. My boy throws elbows, big elbows. No joke. Omar Epps joins us tonight here in a few minutes, about 10 minutes. The great actor, he's got a new movie out, 3022. I don't know if you've seen it yet on demand, uh, but he's just had a brilliant career going for himself. Love and Basketball. Remember that movie, Mafia? It's one of my favorites. Right? He's been in all kinds of uh, athlete uh, movies. Didn't he uh, play uh, Willie Mays Hayes? Second Major League, yeah. He had a lot of movies. His roles for, you know, 
big part of his career, either like the guy, you know, like the down and luck guy in the hood or the star athlete. That's like the two uh, Wasn't he in the, the program, too? He Excellent was. in the program. Right? You like him, Carver High? Program's a great movie. Remember, he was on A House as well. Remember with the doctor that ate Vicodin? And that was on This Is Us. That's a very popular show. On ER. This guy's made a fortune. He's got to have made a, a fortune doing all these shows. We'll have him on in a few minutes. Uh, and then at 11.03, our friend Donovan Lewis does middays on the ticket in Dallas. We'll have him on talking about what? Jerry's insanity? There you go. And they play tomorrow night against the Bears in the Windy City. We'll be here for that one. Looking forward to that. I can barely get through this one, let alone worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday for you. It, oh, Stop the press. Snap. Tomorrow is a Friday. Tomorrow's Friday for you, right? It is. And then next week is, what do you got next? Next week's not a full one either, right? I got a Monday, Friday next I'm, week. I'm too. out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week. So, You're out Monday, Friday. And, all, then, and then the week after that, all bets are off till the rest of the year, but it's right? Very, it's very positive, all of these uh, these windows of excellence of getting out of here. Right. Well, but this is, I mean... We didn't use them all year. You didn't use yours. I didn't use any of mine. That's smart. We've got all these days you know here what, in December. You know what's even better about Unfortunately it? Unfortunately for Mafia, he doesn't. <laughs> he's well, he's going to be here. Well, I feel horrible for him, but I got to tell you, you know what's great about it is, is that they hate it. I love that they hate that we have all this time off. But, you know, like I've always said, it goes both ways. Uh, they, right. You never hear them complaining when I'm here every single day of the year, do they? Do they ever cry when I'm here when nobody else is here? When they're all out on their summer vacations, all their families and everything, going on their cruises and their, you know, long summer trips and kids are off at summer camp and everybody's, you know, just never here. Like, you know what I mean? Like in the summer, they'll have poodles in here doing shows. So uh, I'm here when I'm here every day of the year. And then, you know, I don't like being here in the holidays. How's that sound? Does that sound all right? Thanks. The Phillies give big money to free agent pitcher Zach Wheeler. A five-year, $118 million mega deal. I got to tell you, that's a lot of money for Zach Wheeler. And apparently he turned down more from the White Sox. The White Sox allegedly offered him more money than that, said no, wanted to stay home. His wife's from New Jersey or whatever. So um, a lot of money for Zach Wheeler. I think I think he made way too much money. Cole Hamels, a new deal in Atlanta, one-year deal. Do you think uh, Cole Hamels is shot? I think it's getting there. Yeah, it's close. I don't think uh, – do you think he's got another great season in him at all? I don't. I wouldn't bet on it. I think it'll be average. That's kind of what he's been the last couple of years. This is average. average. So there you go. Congratulations. You got an average old pitcher. Congrats. There you go, Atlanta. Enjoy that. Spit on that. Um, if a pitcher like Wheeler gets $118 million, what is Cole and Strasburg going to get? Two hundred million, probably minimum, probably uh, more. And, and let, let me ask you this question: Would you give? Because I know I have stories in here about Madison Bumgarner. He want, They're saying his numbers skyrocketing. Well, if Zach Wheeler got one hundred eighteen million, I know he's a lot younger. He's I mean, a lot I don't younger. Even know a lot younger. I don't even know if it's a lot younger, but a lot more innings on There's Bumgarner's. A lot, of wear and tear a on lot more innings on Bumgarner's arm. No but, question. But they're talking about giving him astronomical numbers too. Yeah. But he, you know, the White Sox, the Twins. Why would he want to go pitch in either one of those places? No chance. And then he he wants to stay in San Francisco, but they don't want him. They're re, they're rebuilding. They're going with a the youth movement. 
Here's the story. One of the most dysfunctional ownership groups in sports is on the outs. Is Fred Wilpon and his loser family. You can quote Woo! me on that. Uh, they are the best worst. Christmas gift ever. They're the worst owners in sports. Are they not? Have they Second not? Second worst. Who's worse? James Dolan. Listen, you can say whatever you want about Dolan. Uh, you know, in my opinion, he makes an absolute fortune, and uh, and you can mock him all you want. The Knicks and Rangers are, you know, terrible, and they still make tons of money. I mean, absolutely billions of dollars. And both of those franchises are worth billions. And I'll tell you something. Uh, that, you know, MSG, MSG+, Plus, all those networks, millions of, of viewers, even though the teams are terrible. I got to tell you, I don't agree with that. I, I think he's hated. I think he is hated. But, um, you know, I think the guy actually wants to win. I think he'll spend money if he if he got players. He would spend the money. Remember, he spent all that money on Phil. That didn't work either. But I actually don't think he's that bad, to be honest with you. But I do think the Wilpons are some of the worst owners I've ever seen in sports, ever. I worked for those tools, too. Oh, my God. I worked at that television network, that crappy ch channel that nobody watches. And you know what? It's true, right? It, I mean, they don't get ratings. Here's the deal. Like, they were they censored everything you said. That family. All they, if I said anything bad about the Mets, I was in trouble every day of the week until they finally fired me. Because I was on the air when they lost a seven-game lead with 17 games to go. Do you remember that year? And I, I, wore a, uh, I wore a rope on the air on a noose onto the set. And I wore the opposing team's jerseys every day on the set. They didn't like that either. So I really didn't like them. They made me sick to my stomach. So I don't care. I'm glad they're selling the team and getting out of sports. Is that Will that get them out of sports completely? Oh, they're keeping the TV station? For what reason? The TV station, from what I read today, is not part of the – that's not part of the deal. That, that, the TV station is a separate entity from, from um, the team. But why would you keep the TV station? Oh, who knows? Maybe down the road they'll get rid of that too, but, you know. So you, you sell the baseball team to keep the baseball team's TV channel? I mean, channel? that could be a whole other deal. Maybe in the next five years they do sell Are it. you telling me that you think, because I don't know, because Mets games are on TV every night for six months, you think they make money? You think that channel makes money? I have no idea. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I think MSG makes money. I don't think SNY makes money. I know everyone that is on there thinks they're a television star, but I got news for you. You're not. You can think you are. I was on there for three years. I didn't get anything out of it at all except the headache. Pain in the ass was working for those losers. I'll never forget the day they came up to my studio at Howard Stern. They wanted to. They were thinking about simulcasting my radio show. That took 10 minutes for, to get a no out of them when they saw me on the air cussing. Their son, their little loser son, was scared to death of me. I don't care what anyone thinks of my opinions of the Wilpons either. And aren't all these people in bed with them too? You can have it. Have a sandwich. Tell him I said hi. Rot in hell. Did that cover it, do you think, in terms of, like, getting my opinion around it pretty well, do you think? Yep. Thanks. All right. Uh, we'll talk about everything else, including Clay Helton, Bruce Arians, talking about famous Jameis Winston. Omar Epps is up next on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, uh, 855-212-4CBS. Good to have Omar Epps on. We've waited for this one for a while. I'm glad we finally snagged him. This guy's a great actor. How you doing, Omar? I'm good. How you guys doing? My man. So uh, Brooklyn-born, New Yorker, high school in New York, LaGuardia. Uh, do you still like New York teams, even though they're all awful? <laughs> 
Well, my, my my main New York team was the Yankees as a kid, and um, cool. you know the Knicks were awful when I was a kid. Right. <laughs> so, and with you know with football, I was a, I was a Cowboys fan because Tony Dorsett was my favorite player. But I'm a Nets fan. Right. So I I was uh, I watched Tony Dorsett play his entire career at Pitt before he went to the Cowboys. He mm. he won the Heisman. He was a badass. Man, that guy. You know, because I used to play Pop Warner football for the Brooklyn Skyhawks. So. You know, he was kind of like my, my hero, and I was a running back, too. And that uh, was just my guy growing up. Dude, I played Pop Warner football. Can you believe that? And I'm a lot older than you, but I played Pop Warner football. I played, I was a running back and a, and a cornerback. And once I got lit up a few times, I mean, like, really lit up. And then my dad was like, listen, you're kind of soft. This is not going to go well for you, but you got a really nice jumper. Maybe you should focus on basketball. And then I played basketball my whole life to this day. We just played tonight in a monster game. But uh, I tried Pop Warner. I played it my whole life. Baseball and football. I loved it. That's funny. The same uh, similar situation happened to me. I, I played all the way up to high school, and I got hit really hard a few times, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. I, I've, I've been thinking about this acting thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, dude, I got to ask you a question. So, uh, first of all, in love and basketball, when uh, with the with the two chicks, right? Like, so at the end, you know, you're you're gonna marry the one chick, and and then the girl that you really love that you end up with, uh, that ends up playing like on the Sparks or whatever. Uh, but like, uh, so at the time, which chick do you think was hotter? I mean, honestly, <laughs> oh, they were, they were, you know, some things in life you can't choose. If you can't have them both, you know, it's just you're just stuck in the mud. So. I think it played out well in the film. So you liked that? That was a cool movie, man. People love that flick. Yeah, yeah, and it's um now it's on Netflix, I think, for the month of December, so they can check it out there. Right, it, it is badass. You have played in some of the greatest movies, man. Honestly, like In Too Deep, that was that was kick ass. Uh, all the sports movies, the program, sickening with James Caan, uh, Major League, yeah. Willie Mays Hayes. Uh, higher, uh, you know, you in track in higher learning, you're a track star. Uh, the love and basketball, and then against the ropes. I mean, God Almighty, if you you have cornered the market of sports movies. <laughs> I think I got uh, I got a few more left in me. You know, we got like a race car driver or something like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, you have been in the greatest shows too. Like, can you even imagine? Like, because I loved House. And I think This Is Us might be the most popular uh, show on television. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a great show. I mean, those are both great shows, and um, and I'm just fortunate, man. I'm I'm fortunate and blessed um, to get those opportunities and work with such great people, and um, it's amazing that they, you know, that resonates with people that powerfully. So I watched uh, 3022, right? It's on demand. You can check it out. It's uh, available now. And you're basically, I watched the whole flick, and you're, uh, I, I can't describe it. You're like in, in space, and you're off, uh, you know, forever in space. And then the next thing you know, the world ends, and you guys are, like, running out of time to, like, live. And it was like, there's a lot of stuff going on there with the, your future's in doubt. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty intense. It's it's intense, but I think it's a um I think it's a good film. I think there's some great performances and it touches on these these uh these sort of big human questions that we have, you know, about connection, family, uh love, like, you know, and, and it's something that I think people really enjoy because we're all we're all human and we're all here on this planet. So that big what if 
everyone thinks about at, at some point in life, you know? How was, just explore that. How was it shooting that, that film? Where, uh, did you shoot it in L.A.? And, and, and how did you like working with those other actors? Yeah, yeah, we shot it in L.A. The, the, the cast was wonderful, you know, Angus and Kate and, and um, you know, Miranda. It was great, and it was really, it was, it was challenging because it, it's something, the, the, the idea of the film is something that you can't fathom. Like, you literally can't fathom it. You can't imagine it. So just playing in that sort of uh, uncomfortable space was really fun. Um, and, um, you know, I just hope people enjoy it. Yeah, I did. I got to tell you, what was it like uh, for you as a young guy uh, getting to work with Tupac? Because I'm a huge fan of his, and I know LL Cool J as well. I've had him on the show uh, through the years. Yep. Uh, what was it like? Like, cause, I mean, Tupac, I'm I'm still listening to his music like nobody's business. And I just, <laughs> right. I just, it is timeless. And I just think, and in fact, I just watched on Netflix that whole, uh, with uh, my buddy Josh Demel. He's been on the show. He played the, remember the Tupac Biggie Murders that uh, they, they had, I think it was on USA, mm -hmm. but they carried it on to Netflix. What was it like for you yeah. to work with those guys? It was, I mean, working with Tupac was amazing, you know. I mean, we were literally puppies, you know. I was I was 17, uh, Tupac was 19, he was just writing his first album, and he was just really a, a, a powerful personality and just a powerful spirit that, you know, he, he had a vision, you know, and, and he, to see how his career evolved and to see how it blossomed was, was um, I, I just was so proud of him and happy for him because, you know, early on in the beginning, he, he, he saw it. And um, and it was interesting, you know, when I think, you know how they say hindsight is twenty twenty, but when I do recall those those memories and, and times with him, you know, it always seemed like he had a clock ticket in his head. You know, he was, he was his work work ethic was phenomenal, and he, he was always writing, like 24-7, always writing. And so, um, yeah, it was, I, I, again, that's another you know, circumstance that I was just so fortunate that not only to work with Tupac, but that that's, that was our first film, you know? Wow. Did you, uh, first film. have you stayed friends with like Cube after you did higher learning? He's a, he's a cool dude too. And he loves, uh, he loves ball, man. That guy likes uh, his big three. He just loves hoops. I love the yeah. fact that he likes a rack. Yeah. Yeah. Now I haven't seen Cube in a bit, um, but I, you know, I, I stay cool with, with, most of the people that I work with, it just depends, you know, if they live on the East Coast or the West Coast or, you know, everyone's scrambling around trying to take care of their families. But just ran into LL not too long ago, and we were actually talking about uh, trying to put together a sequel to Into Deep, which I think could be pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, you're married. You got a, uh, you got a, a daughter, a son. I have a daughter and a son. How old are your kids? I got three kids. I've uh, got the twenty-year-old, fifteen, and uh, my son is eleven. Yeah, mine are fifteen and eleven too. That's get, it's getting into that, that creepy stage when they're teenagers and they just don't think you're cool anymore and they don't talk to you that much. I'm still cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm still cool with my kids, but they they're like drive by, you know, hey dad, what up? And I'm like, hey, what up? He's like, how'd you how'd you do that? I'm like sixteen, six and four. So he's like, I heard you almost got tacked up. Stay out of my room. You know, I get I get a little of that. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean we. We all go through it. You know, I think that's part of the cycle of, of uh, being a parent, not only being a parent, but being a kid. But, you know, the thing they don't get yet is that we're always going to be their parents. So, you know, we're kind of like, you know, we, 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 we walk through life and hopefully pick up some knowledge that we can impart. And so this way we can 
uh, light their paths along the way, so to say. What is your Omar Epps with us, the great actor? What did you? Uh, what did your mother think? Because she raised you, and uh, yeah. she has to be a hell of a woman. Uh, and what she went through, and then what did she think of you? You know, exploding and becoming such a fantastic actor and having this incredible experience in life of going to Hollywood. I lived out there for ten years. I got to do a couple movies. I got to do several shows and be on sets. And I kind of was like, I just want to be near the craft food truck. I'm digging that. I'm cool. No one knows me. Uh, but I, I, what did she think? And, and what did she think? Did she get to see you do all the great things you've done in your life? Does that trip her out? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it, it's been great. You know, I think she's proud of me. And, um, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, you know, my mom, you know, she wanted me to either be a lawyer or go into, like, education because she was an educator, right? So right. even when I was doing my first film and, you know, she it was, I guess, because I was kind of, uh, I played it kind of low-key because I'm kind of, a, you know, I'm quiet about my process and all that jazz. So anyway, I'm like, I'm telling her about this film. And yeah, I'm doing this movie. She's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And blah, 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 blah. And then we get to when the film is done. And it's, it's now it's the, the premiere, right? And so we're at the premiere of Juice. And my mom looks, you know, she looks down the road. And Diana Ross is sitting like two seats from her. Right. And she went crazy. <laughs> she like totally fangirls out. Like that's when it was like, oh, my God. Like son is really in a movie. So I always have that. That's a great memory for me as well because, you know, at that time, it was just like, yeah, movie, uh, we'll see what happens. Like, you know, but when she saw Diana Ross at the premiere, she was like, I wow. mean, she's gargantuan. Uh, uh, Diana Ross is absolutely uh, just mammoth. So uh, that had to be a trip for her. That's cool. Listen, I, I think it's great what you're doing, man. Keep rocking the great roles. You're just fantastic and everything. Willie Mays, Hayes, you're badass. Nice job on that after uh, Wes. I thought you, you, you knocked it out of the park. Uh, I like 3022. Keep killing killing it. I, I love everything you're doing. My wife just loves you and this is us and it's a great show and I miss a house. I thought that was tripped out. You, you were on ER a million times, bro. You got it all going on. Keep getting those gigs and snagging those roles because you're a fantastic actor. It's great having you on the bench, man. Merry Christmas, dude, and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. I like that, dude. Omar Epps, what a badass. We finally got him on the bench. And uh, check out his 3022 on demand now. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, four weeks left in pro football. The bowl season's upon us. This is when it matters most. You got to get on PharrellOnTheBench.com, baby. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L. Killer picks, NBA, college rack, NHL, boxing, MMA, every fight. Incredible price, even better results. Everybody digs it. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Listen to the fans. They call the show. Pharrell, all you do is make me money. That's right, son. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. Mafia, what did you think of the... Uh, it was staggering tonight, the Pharrell Ballers loss, <clears throat> because uh, I was just looking at the numbers. 11-0 um, in free throws for the uh, the other team. Like what? Is, I mean, honestly, you can't even sell me that anyway. You slice it. That is getting jobbed. We didn't go to the line once. We didn't get one call the entire game, and they literally jobbed us. I don't care what you say. They beat us fair and square because, I mean, bottom line is uh, your boy uh, Habib hit 23. He hit, you know, six threes, and, you know, they flat out beat us. I won't give you any flack with that. They beat us fair and square. But the refs... You can't even deny it. I mean, how in God's name does a team play a game 
again, violent game, both ends. It was violent. And you're going to tell me that we didn't get one free throw? Not especially, one call. Especially some of the calls they were making down low. I mean, it, body contact to me a couple times when I got clean blocks and they call the body contact. It's like the guy's 6'5", 260. Of course, it's contact. That happens down low. You let him play through unless it's, you know, unless I swat his arm or something like that. It's ridiculous because they weren't called the other way. And then even if it was, you know, bad calls one way or another, or just one way, not even one way or another, even just forgetting that it was just bad calls in general all around, to give those three free throws when the game's tied on like a fadeaway three of the guy really has no chance of hitting. And you bail him out like that, and then we come down with five seconds, and money jumps into the guy, gets the foul, and they don't call it. It's just ridiculous. So uh, the guy, what happened was, a Carver High, guy pulls up from three with no, five seconds left, or, t- you know, ten seconds, eight seconds, seven, six, shoots a fadeaway three. They call a foul. The guy jumps up in the air to block it, but didn't even hit him. Call a foul. Guy gets three free throws, makes all three. Game over. We get the ball with five seconds left. I call a timeout. We bre- we throw an inbound, set a screen. Our our guard gets the ball, races toward the uh, three-point line, and gets hammered. No call. He gets stuffed by two guys. No call, and they, and they end the game. 11 free throws to none. Now, what game in your right mind do you ever see where one team doesn't go to the line once? I guess ba- the big team had the refs in the pocket tonight. In basketball, who doesn't go to the line at least once? I mean, once, not once. I was like, I, I, I just couldn't even. I was, I was so livid. I was like, we got jobbed is what we got. We got screwed by the refs. They beat us fair and square, but the refs also were the reason we lost the game. You cannot tell me in any world you live in that, and I don't care who you are, that you get Pharrell and 11 free throws to none. I mean, my God. That made me sick to my stomach. Mafia, I hit a dagger three from 25 feet out to tie the game. Yeah, you were hitting good from outside. There you go. We hit 14 threes in the game. Not bad. Uh, 58% from downtown Carver High. 58% on threes. We hit 14 of 24. Not bad, right? That's why we were in the game. You had a shot? Well, we played the uh, screwed you. We played the champs, and they're undefeated, and uh, you can't beat them, especially when the refs make every single call for them. I mean, honestly, you can't even deny it, Mafia. No, it was definitely one-sided. I couldn't believe it, but it happens all the time. There, we never get calls, and it's not just us whining. Oh, we, you know, usual, typical. The refs screwed us. Like, yeah, we always hate the refs. Everyone hates the refs, but it was just really one-sided. I mean, th- the one where they called the foul, where the two guys uh, blocked Jordan, they called a foul. He admitted he wasn't shooting it, and they gave him two free throws. <laughs> he admitted he, he wasn't was like, oh, How do you know he wasn't shooting? I'm like, he just said it. <laughs> he never was shooting the ball, but they gave him two free throws. And then they argued with me about it. I'm like, the guy said he didn't shoot the ball. And they're like, two free throws. How do you know he wasn't shooting well? Because he had the ball two hands over the top of his head. Uh, maybe unless you have just the worst shooting style I've ever seen, you're not shooting the ball. I mean, it was unbelievable. You, you can't even deny it. I mean, uh, what what was that? That was the worst ref game i ever seen, honestly. I got no problem with either one of them. I just thought they were totally jobbing us. Do you see the one when I got shoved in the back? The guy shoots the ball, and I'm going for the rebound, and the guy shoves me out of the way. Did he not do that? Right in front of the ref. Shoved me out of the way and caught the ball. He caught the ball after he shoved me. Shut me out. I'm going up for the rebound. I got it. He shoves me five feet in the air, and it catches the ball with his bare hands, and they give him the ball. No call. I mean, those two sucked. That was torture. That was absolute torture playing in that game tonight with all those calls. I mean, I was just cussing left and right. I was miserable. 
I hate I hated that the whole experience was a nightmare. I wanted to puke. What a disaster. God almighty. That was that ruined my day. That did that ruin your day at all, Mavi? No, you're still happy or something? Because I'm not happy. I thought that sucked. I'm used to it. I mean it sucks, but I moved on. Moved on my ass. Idiots. God did that suck. I was like, oh my God, how bad are you? You're just terrible, dude. The one guy, I'm like, you just suck so bad, dude. You're so terrible. You, what are you, are you on, are you high? What is the deal? Are you on pill? What are you on? Because you can't even make any call right. God, I just was livid. How about the one that the other ref had to come in and, you know, overrule the other guy because so obviously off of Big Rich and he's going off of me. I'm like, really? I haven't even touched the ball. That guy hit it twice. He is so bad. Like, we have to get rid of him. Because, like, if you can miss that, like, it was so obvious that they stopped right the game. Right in front of him. The other guy called it. He reversed it from 50 feet away. He goes, honestly, dude, that was, you missed that one. <laughs> he missed 10 of them tonight. That guy missed 10, at least 10 calls were t- just atrocious. And I'm just sitting there going, at the end of the game, what did I say? Uh, I was yelling 10 and 0 free throws. It was 11 and 0. 11 to, to 0. I was like. How, how, what game in your right mind on the face of the earth have you ever seen a basketball team not shoot one free throw? And the other team shoots 11. Honestly, I'm surprised they didn't shoot 20. I mean, I, I literally, I'm surprised they didn't shoot 20. I wanted to punch him in the face. God almighty. Anyway. So, did you see the uh, Penguins tonight were winners over the world champion Blues? Like I said to you last night when you brought up, or Monday night, whenever it was, about all another guy's getting it, Hornquist out, this guy out. They win anyway. It's amazing what they do. They have guys out of the lineup. Crosby, Latang, Hornquist, Hornquist Rust, Dumoulin. Dumoulin. They're missing guys all over the place. They still win all the time. But at the end of the day, do you feel like, uh, you know, when you look at the standings, uh, it's obvious to me, Carver High, that the Metropolitan has the loaded division. Metro's the loaded division. It's loaded. look at the point totals, the Metro's loaded. It's loaded. Aside from Boston and the Atlantic, Boston is up there, you know, with the Caps and the Isles in in terms of the top five in the league. But the rest of them suck. 31 points, I believe, is Florida. Florida's 31. Right. And, you know, Tampa will probably surge ahead of those two, but... Um, the Metro has had teams that, I mean, Washington has, what, 45 points, 43, 45 points, something like that? Yeah, they have 45. The Islanders had a 17-game point streak, and they're, what, five, six points back of Washington? Uh, they're seven back, I and mean, the Flyers are eight, and the Penguins are uh, 11. Flyers have been red hot. It's like so right now the Penguins and the Canes would still be ahead of five, the Florida Panthers. Five teams. Out of the Metro if the playoffs started today. Both well, wild cards would be Metro. You're right. Five Metro teams and one Atlantic. The right. Bruins. Well, the, yeah, the Atlantic would get their th- – yeah, they, they'd get their three teams, obviously, uh, who finished first, second, and third. But like you say, the Bruins are the only one that has the, the same point total as oh, everybody wait, so else. So you're telling me so the, the top three and the right, Atlantic the top get three in. in each division get in. And, but but the, right now the Metro would get both wild cards. That's their so, so far ahead of everybody. the Penguins and Canes would be out? No, they'd be in as wild cards. Oh, as wild cards. Right. Oh, all right. There you go. 
What do you think of the uh, Flyers winning five in a row and the, what they did in November with, like, what, they have 27 points or something? Something like that. They were really good. They uh, passed the Islanders, and then the Islanders uh, regained that right. lead. Right, uh, and the Islanders beat them. Tw- I think the Islanders were one of the only teams that beat them twice in November. So um, I just think we said this when he got hired. He never wins the whole thing, but whenever Elaine Vigneault shows up somewhere, he usually makes that team better. You know, whether it was in Vancouver with the Rangers, when Vigneault gets there, the team improves. So that's what he's done so far. He's made the Flyer team better. So what do you think the problem is uh, after he's there a while? I, I don't know what that is, but it just seems like he never, you know. It fizzles like out. Like he gets to the end, and then it never, you know, he got to the finals with Vancouver. I think he's a good coach. Got to the finals with the Rangers. It's just, you know. Never has won the big one. What do you think of all these stories of these coaches with the racism and kicking players and and treating players badly? This is like this is out of nowhere. I understand that, but this is we've this is like other things that we talk about. Where was this when it happened? Yeah, why didn't they get it? it Why is this coming out now? Why aren't we hearing about it when it happens? Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, I. Do you think it holds any water to do it seven, five, three years well, after? They all the fact? say that, and then everybody comes and confirms it. You know, like the thing with Peters in Carolina. You know, Brindamore the next day. Oh yeah, it happened. Well, why are we just finding out about it now? Well, what about the one with uh, Babcock and and Franz? Right, same thing. Crawford oh, kicking yeah. the guy. Well, it happened. Well, how come we didn't know about it then? Like why now? Yeah, why? But why do people do that now? Like to others, like it's already dead and old and buried, and then they bring it back from the dead. This is the day that we, that we live in. Jesus, I get. Is my past gonna come back and haunt me? Probably. I never know. Probably. I just want to say now that I'm guilty of everything. <laughs> Mafia. I only had one foul tonight. I don't know what the hell happened with all those free throws that team got. I'm glad they went to the line that much so they could beat us. Otherwise, we would have won the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.